Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 6th of November, 2023. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube channel, the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel, and the Wilmsfront Rumble channel. Also, back live on Entropy, where you can send through a super chat donation, which I will read out. Hello to everyone in the chat, Palo Conservative Australian. Senator Slayer and Palo Conservative Australian. Good to see you all. It is 9 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, where it is Melbourne Cup Eve. I didn't fancy dressing up again. I don't have a horse outfit or a silly hat. It's called the race that stops the nation, but tomorrow there will be the Reserve Bank meeting that stops the nation. So at uh, 2.30 tomorrow, just before the Flemington race, the Reserve Bank will meet and the, the money is on. The bookies have bet that there will be a quarter percent increase in interest rates. The new Reserve Bank governor, Michelle Bullock, she has said previously that she's very bullish about needing to increase interest rates uh, to get inflation to its two, two to three percent target. Uh, in their or their target year of 2025 and of course as interest rates continue to go up but inflation is still not tamed that means that uh, Anthony Albanese his poll numbers and personal approval ratings continue to go down the news poll last night had the two-party preferred Labor at 52, the coalition at 48. Anthony Albanese is at minus 10 popularity at the moment, negative. And there was the Redbridge poll, which had, it was slightly higher, 53.5% to Labor, 46.5% to the coalition. Uh, but uh, the since the the voice campaign uh, begun and uh, then following its defeat the poll numbers continue to go south it at the moment it doesn't look like well that uh, peter dutton and the liberals would form government but that labor might be forced into a minority government of course with melbourne cup day uh, tomorrow uh, there are all those uh, uh, men and women who come in and dress to impress but at the end of the day i uh, end up embarrassing themselves uh, by getting uh, blind drunk and collapsing on the grass now tomorrow uh, being drunk in public will be legal uh, so the former andrews government i've got to say obviously it's still the the labor government but it's now the allen labor government they decided to scrap 
public drunkenness as an offence uh, after a recommendation of a panel after the death of an Aboriginal woman in custody tenure day in 2017 uh, when she when she was drunk. Uh, so they obviously just the police put her in the cell and she died from blow from blows to the head, which looks like she was banging banging her head against the the cell obviously in victoria when something bad happens to an aboriginal like that that's when the andrews government uh, the labor government i should say leaps into action and now uh, the 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 labor government state labor government is planning a total of 10 sobering up centers to to open up uh, and uh, but uh, nine of the 10 uh, will only be for the exclusive use of Aboriginal people, which doesn't that seem like they're perpetuating a racist stereotype that Aboriginal people can't handle their drink? The, there's only going to be one sobering up centre, which is going to be open to all races, and that's the one in Collingwood. Uh, so that is not going to be ready in time uh, for tomorrow, but uh, they promise that it will be ready by the end of the, the month. So obviously Collingwood is next to North Richmond. That's where the drug injecting facility is. Now the Liberal opposition, uh, their opposition police spokesman, Brad Batten, uh, he called for the change in the law to be delayed. And he teamed up with this uh, local Karen, uh, Sherry Harold, and because uh, CoHealth, which is a charity, they're going to be running uh, running the Sobering Up Centre. There's 20 places there. And they'll pick up people in these uh, white vans with CoHealth bra uh, branding. And uh, so uh, what uh, what uh, this, uh, what Brad Batten uh, posed with this uh, Sherry Harold, they got a van and put a fake CoHealth label on it and uh, so claiming that uh, so this is what uh, he said for years we've taught people about stranger danger now we're saying when you're drunk it's okay to get into white vans although uh, brad batten uh, rejected uh, that he was uh, that that his stunt uh, could incite people to impersonate health workers i mean and a a co-health spokesman said, like other health services that operate out of community, our public intoxication health workers will have official ID and uniforms which identify them. Obviously, there have been cases in the past of people impersonating police officers. I thought this was a pretty silly stunt. I mean, is somebody going to go to that much effort to put a fake, fake logo on a, a van there so they can pick up drunks? I mean, that's a bit far-fetched there. And so uh, tomorrow, like, it'll be the same as every year. I mean, uh, the, 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 the media, the media have, have said, oh, it's coming in on uh, the, the, one of the biggest public drinking days of the year. Yet in the past, I mean, if they, in, in past years when there've been drunk people at the races, I mean, if they arrested and threw in the cells everyone who was publicly drunk at the races on Melbourne Cup Day, there'd be no cells left. And obviously, uh, we, at the same time, 
as as uh, this is coming in. Uh, so Victoria Police are cutting down the opening hours of 43 police stations during off-peak times to increase their frontline staff. Obviously, Victoria Police, it wasn't a great recruitment ad during lockdown when they were choking women, pepper spraying grannies, arresting pregnant women in their home. Uh, I mean, obviously, sadists uh, would still apply. And then there's also the jab mandates. Uh, DML says most in Victoria police are impersonating police officers. Well, they're attempting to impersonate good uh, police officers, you could also say. And there's also said technically it's the Allen government, but it's still the Andrews government, just a coat of cheaply made overpriced paint. Well, it's still the, the same policies, but just Jacinta Allen is a, it's a nicer, nicer face than a menacing Dan Andrews. Now, moving on to Anthony Albanese. He is currently, as we speak right now in China, uh, meeting uh, with uh, Chinese dictator Xi Jinping. And uh, Anthony Albanese, he's, well, I can't remember the exact wording that he's using, but he's, uh, what is that, uh, uh, restoring, uh, repairing, or or stabilizing relations. That's that's the word that he's using. And the, they've all got this talk, these talking points. The Albanese government ministers is over there with uh, Trade Minister Don Farrell. It's that uh, we uh, we can work together with China where we can disagree where we must and engage in our national interests and not compromise our values. And Anthony Albanese, remember he said that uh, he uh, wouldn't uh, just pose for photo, photo ops or disappear uh, when the going gets tough. Uh, that exactly is, is what he has been doing. So since uh, the defeat of his voice referendum, he's been to the White House uh, for a state uh, state uh, dinner uh, with uh, Joe Biden. Then he was back in Victoria. Uh, where he toured the Bundaberg Beer Factory in Queensland. Last week, opposition leader Peter Dutton was in India uh, with uh, his shadow minister for community safety, migrant services and multicultural affairs. Some might say that shadow portfolio is contradictory and oxymoron. And so, uh, so Peter Dutton uh, kept us updated on his, uh, oh, shall we call him Delhi Dutton now? Uh, so this was uh, uh, some of his uh, social media highlights. Australia and India share a strong entrepreneurial spirit and our bond continues to grow stronger with expanding economic security and social ties. A strong relationship means a greater Indian interest in Australian agriculture, resources and tourism. It is a great pl uh, pleasure to speak about our shared values with business leaders and entrepreneurs in India, the, with the India-Australia Strategic Alliance in New Delhi. And he and Jason Wood also uh, donned uh, some well, turbans. I don't know, they're, they're not really extravagant turbans there. Uh, when Tony Abbott went to India, he made a decent effort of it. They're both bald men, uh, so they're probably just glad that uh, they could have the opportunity uh, to to cover cover their baldness and now back in may uh, when indian prime minister nirada modi uh, came 
and uh, Anthony Albanese hosted him at, at uh, what's it called, Kudos Bank Arena, which is the Sydney S- Superdome. And he called, remember, he called uh, Nerida Modi the boss. Uh, Peter Dutton uh, was uh, there in the audience, uh, smiling and uh, cheering on. And that is when uh, Anthony Albanese and Nerida Modi uh, signed uh, the uh, signed a number of uh, a, a agreements. So there was the mechanism for mutual uh, recognition of qualifications, and also uh, there was uh, the India-Australia Migration and Mobility Partnership. So that outlined, it was 10 pages long, new options for visa applicants to extend or apply for visas to boost labour mobility for students, graduates, academics, professionals, and short-stay arrivals. And I'm not sure if you've seen that uh, that, uh, time graph from the Australian Bureau of Statistics that uh, India, it is now a, the, the second uh, highest uh, migration group to Australia. The first is uh, still England, and we certainly like our uh, English and British migrants here, such as uh, Dawn Browning. I'm not sure if Lady of Shalott has has joined uh, the chat. A, a newfound uh, fame has quite taken off, which I'll which I'll get to. And now uh, Peter Dutton, he posted to his own social media a speech a speech bragging about all the Indian visas that he had granted over the years. For seven years, I was Australia's Minister for Immigration and then Home Affairs. During those years, Indian migration to Australia blossomed and our diaspora grew. Between 2015 and 2022, Indian temporary visa holders increased from around 140,000 to 283,000. An average of more than 32,000 Indians migrated permanently to Australia each year. And more than 209,000 Indians became Australian citizens. Tellingly, the number of Australians with Indian ancestry today numbers more than 780,000, some 164,000 more since the 2016 census, something of which I'm incredibly proud. In that financial year, more than 100,000 visas were granted to Indians to study in Australia. A great outcome for the individuals and a great outcome for our two countries. Indeed, there is a strong bipartisan support between the two major political parties in Australia when it comes to nurturing migration with India. When Prime Ministers Modi and Albanese met in Sydney in May, they finalised a migration and mobility partnership agreement. That arrangement will facilitate a greater two-way flow of students, of graduates, of academics and business people. It's an initiative I welcome wholeheartedly. Now, the reason why uh, both Albanese and Dutton, it's the, the, we now have this uh, bipartisan uh, Indian mass migration program to Australia is geopolitics. Because obviously we saw in the last term of the Morrison government, uh, with uh, first the Chinese, uh, the Chinese Communist Party takeover of Hong Kong, and uh, then of course the the spread of COVID nineteen from uh, the People's Republic of China. Uh, that uh, the, that uh, there was that the the 
the now well, naturalised a, a Chinese uh, migrants into Australia, uh, many of the, many of them uh, still have loyalties to the CCP and the CCP through propaganda and through front community uh, groups are able to sort of activate uh, activate uh, these the the Chinese diaspora here as basically sleeper agents and so the CCP doesn't do overt uh, overt basic of uh, espionage and uh, subversion of uh, Western nations it does it quite sinisterly and so there was obviously a cha change by the major parties okay it's a it's a communist dictatorship that is hell-bent on uh world domination uh because and also it is wanting to avenge uh, the century of humiliation it has a colonial chip on its its shoulder and so let's pivot to india which is a democracy it doesn't have a colonial chip on its shoulder we both play cricket you remember uh, last year Australia hosted uh, the uh, 2022 ICC uh, T20 World Cup and uh, the one of the games uh, between India and Pakistan uh, there was 95,000 attending at the MCG almost a, a full house there but thankfully there wasn't a, a riot afterwards like there was in the British city of, of Leicester after Indian Pakistan cricket game. Now, obviously, I've said this before, uh, that although, because uh, uh, I disagree with uh, what Cos Samaras said, and also what uh, Joel, uh, Joel and Blair, they seem to agree, <laughs> just take whatever Cos Samaras says at face value, but I'm sure that's their own opinion. Uh, they do believe that uh, Indians do have a, a, a animosity towards a colonialism, but why do they play cricket which is the the english game and i've previously said that uh, that uh, they they spend more time uh, fighting each other the different ethnic religious groups obviously early this year in melbourne we had uh, the mini riot at uh, federation square opposite flinders street when uh, sikh separatists held their fake referendum uh, to uh, to have a separate uh, Khalistan uh, state in the Punjabi region, and Hindu nationalists showed up, uh, and there was a a brawl that ensued. And when Modi came for his visit in May, he was uh, followed by Sikh separatist protesters. And uh, we saw recently that uh, Canadian and Ind and Indian relations have been strained after India. Uh, Justin Trudeau uh, accused the Indian government of uh, being behind the assassination of a local Sikh separatist leader. Fellow conservative Australian Modi openly says he wants Indian immigrants in all Anglosphere country. Obviously, uh, the British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, he was born in the UK, uh, but he is of uh, Indian ethnicity he is married to an indian who is not a british citizen fellow conservative australian remember when albo met modi was hugging him laughing and calling him the boss in front of 40,000 indians in west in western sydney welcome to australia and obviously we are we 
we had with the migration Ponzi scheme, which uh, all uh, governments, Labor and Liberal, have uh, done over the past thirty years. I mean, it's the only thing that is keeping Australia out of recession at the moment. We're in a per capita re recession, but uh, no, <laughs> GDP is still in positive territory because of all the the mass migration that uh, we're told it's just catch up after COVID. But the Albanese government, they're supposed to release this infrastructure review, uh, which recommends, re recommends pausing and cancelling some infrastructure projects. And I'm like, if we're getting all these extra migrants, we're going to need more, more, more roads, more rail, a, a, a more other uh, community services, uh, because it's argued that this uh, feeds inflation. Because post COVID, there is a, a building shortage, and the skill shortage is, has just gotten worse as well. So we're just going to keep having the pe people coming in, and all the roads. Uh, all the all the roads and rail the same though i'm in the city of casey now where a lot of indian migrants are settling and no matter how many roads they duplicate I mean, the traffic is still horrendous in that area and obviously the uh, one of dan andrews his last signature policies was the big housing build what which is to to build up low, medium, high density. Uh, but it tends to be the Asians who who prefer to live in those apartment towers where Indians, they like to come here and actually live in a four bedroom, one story house. Like a lot of the, like I mentioned the city of Casey, a lot of them are out in the, the city of Hume, uh, the city of Wyndham. Uh, and uh, also I think uh, the city of Whittlesea uh, so there's a lot of Indians uh, having uh, having new homes built out there. A lot of the uh, the victims of the the Port of Davis collapse, where they had their houses first built, were Indians. And and obviously uh, the the Asian migrants they 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 tend to uh, tend to uh, run uh, businesses uh, that. Uh, that have a specific Asian bent. So obviously Chinese restaurants, Chinese massage parlors, while Indian workers, uh, they, they, they take a lot of, well, they, their workers are spread all out. Uh, well, the, the, the low, medium and high skilled, high school professions. There's a lot of Indian doctors now. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, at the, the medium skilled, I, uh, they're, in the uh, construction and trades now, and at the lower level, uh, cleaners, uh, security guards, uh, obviously call center, 7-Eleven, workers, a Uber delivery uh, drivers. Uh, so they're present at all levels of uh, the, 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 the employment levels. And also in terms of, obviously, Dutton and Albanese, they believe that Indian, Indian migrants integrate better uh, than, uh, than what I referred to uh, before, the CCP sleeper agents. So 
the Asian migrants, including the the Chinese migrants, they tend to uh, they, they 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 tend they tend to uh, be more open to uh, to relationships and starting families with uh, uh, with white people who've been here for generations. While the the Indians, they still have an in group preference. Obviously, there are still arranged marriages that uh, that go on. Obviously, you can post in the chat. I mean, uh, I see plenty of uh, Asian couples. Obviously, uh, the a lot of them are white male, uh, Asian female, though there are a lot of uh, white females and Asian males now. Though you don't see too many uh, white women with uh, Indian men or Indian men or Indian women uh, with white men. I saw that Joel and Blair, they were strategizing how to uh, try and turn people against uh, Indian immigration. And uh, some of their strategies that they put forward is they smell and uh, that they're sex pests. I know that there's a channel that's been set up on Telegram by, by some white nationalists, probably NSN affiliates, Indian Invasion Exposed. It looks to be run by the same people who run the Aboriginal Voice Exposed channel and highlights... Uh, all of these stories. Now, I've worked with many Indians over the years, and they've all been uh, diligent, diligent workers and putting in an honest day work. Uh, so it is like with white workers. I mean, it is a is a mixed bag. You get some good ones and get some get some bad ones. But it is going to no matter what I Dutton and Albanese say a mass Indian migration, it is going to change Australia. A lot of them are going to bring their grievances here with us. Now, interesting at our political leaders level, it's still a predominant, our political politicians are still predominantly white, which people like former race discrimination commissioner Tim Pomasani believe is a bad thing. And the first minister of Scotland, Hamza Youssef, I'm not sure if you've seen that video of him, he's, he's not happy that there's so many white leaders still in Scotland. Though our political, obviously Penny Wong is the most high-profile non-white we have in our government, although she speaks like a white lady, basically. We did have a, a mass intake of non-white uh, MPs at the, the last federal election, including here in Victoria. There were there were two uh, Sri Lankans elected to the lower house in Victoria, both the Labor Party. There was a Cassandra Fernando in my electorate of Holt, uh, so she's not related uh, to Rakshan Fernando or my co-founder of the Unshackled Sukith Fernando. That's a common Sri Lankan name. And then there is uh, in Higgins, Dr. Michelle Anajaraja. She is a Tamil uh, Sri Lankan and because she's uh, representing a, a seat with a, a high Jewish population, she's also a very pro-Israel Zionist as well. Now, uh, the well, supposed assimilationist Prime Minister of Australia, uh, John Howard, uh, he was uh, 
he, he was uh, viciously attacked as a racist in the 80s for suggesting that the rate of Asian migration be slowed. Uh, he was in London as uh, London uh, this past week as a speaker of Jordan, Pe- uh, Jordan Peterson's Alliance for Responsible Citizenship and was interviewed on, on uh, that uh, warrior conservative network, uh, GB News, uh, the home of free speech, common sense. I'm being sarcastic as well. And this is what he said about, uh, well, he never really liked multiculturalism and uh, believed in assimilation. Well, separately from this issue, I have my doubts about multiculturalism. I believe that when you migrate to another country, you should, as far as reasonably, be expected to absorb the mainstream culture of that country. Sure, return, retain your affection yes. for Greece or Italy or, or wherever you may have come from, and, and we've been very successful. I, mean, I constantly meet people whose ancestors came to Australia from, from Greece and Italy and Germany and the Baltic countries immediately after, or more recently from China and India. The most widely spoken foreign language in Australia now is Chinese. Yes. There are 1.4 million Australians of Chinese heritage. Now, that all works well. It largely works well, I think, because people are attracted to the foundation mainstream culture of Australia, which is open and tolerant, but also very proud of what our country has achieved. And I think if we uh, put more emphasis on what our nation has achieved and what the Western world has achieved mm. and we're less apologetic and less inclined to say, oh, we're all to blame, mm. uh, uh, the better we would be. Has the recent rise in anti-Semitism, not just in the UK, but also in Australia, surprised you, John? Um, in, in Australia, I don't find uh, a lot of anti-Semitism. I really don't. And, I mean, the Jewish community is small, uh, but very proudly Australian and some of our greatest historical figures, without any doubt our greatest... Mm. But you will have seen reports in the UK of the chanting of From the River to the Sea. Oh, look, we've had some some absolutely unacceptable... I mean, that demonstration outside the Sydney Opera House was shameful. I mean, people saying, gas the Jews, and that was a deliberate invocation of the the Holocaust, which was the most foul uh, deed in human history. Six million people gassed to death because they were Jewish... Now, that is something that we should all be offended by. And having said all of that, I I don't think the average Australian is anti-Semitic, and there are some anti-Semitic, just there are some who um, years ago were anti-Catholic or anti-Protestant. I mean, it's just... But uh, I I do think that this latest operation in the Middle East has brought out the double standards for a lot of the world. People have got to understand that the only way you will get lasting settlement in the Middle East is for there to be a full acceptance of Israel's right to exist behind secure, defensible boundaries. Now, until the entire Arab world does that, it's going to be very difficult, in my opinion, to see a lasting settlement. See, John Howard says that the migrants who come here, they 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 do assimilate and they come here because they like our values. They're not here because the economic situation is better than over in their own country. And 
I'll stop speaking in my terrible uh, John Howard accent. But the reason why I had, it, it, migrants are attracted to Australia, as I was saying, is because, well, it's a high standard of living here. And because basically with the internet and uh, global connectivity, they don't need to assimilate. In the 21st century, obviously with the scale of immigration and also the the fact that they can uh, call home in an instant, uh, they a lot of them uh, just, uh, obviously they work here, they uh, they would social socialize here, uh, but uh, they they still live as as the culture from the country that they, that they come. They speak in their own language most of the time, unless of course they're they're working. Obviously, in the past, when there was well, uh, there there was modest uh, mass migration. I even from non-white countries, they the migrants were forced to assimilate because <laughs> before uh, the the digital revolution, I, uh, there was there was limited limited connectivity back to the the home country, and so uh, they were forced to assimilate and integrate into the local population, but. Uh, that's there's no longer those barriers there. I remember. Um, I'm not sure if he's still the the Grand Mufti of Australia, but he uh, but he didn't speak English. He had to speak through interpreter. So John Howard was over at uh, yes the Alliance of Responsible Citizenship. So uh, along with Tony Abbott and Scott Morrison, two other Australian former prime ministers, the prime ministers that helped us get into the current mess that they were wearing. Apparently they, along with uh, the, the rest of the, the speakers there are going to, 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 to give us the solutions now. And also there were former deputy prime ministers, John Anderson and Barnaby Joyce, uh, shadow ministers, Angus Taylor, Andrew Hasty, James Patterson, Jacinta Price, Dan Tian, Matt Canavan, even Dominic Perrottet was there and Moira Deeming was there as well. And I, I saw this, uh, this uh, write-up on uh, Unity News Network, uh, which has been posting some really uh, spot-on commentary about uh, the, the, how uh, the, those in the, the intellectual dark web have helped get us in uh, to the, the current situation the, the West is in. And so Peterson's Ark Foundation exposed as having the same neocon warmongers behind them. Now, I'm not sure if any of you watched any of the, the speeches there or Jordan Peterson's remarks, but it never makes any sense to me. It all just goes over my head, but they all clap for him. But I saw him in Melbourne and it just seemed like he just made it up five minutes beforehand. He got up on stage and he's like, I didn't actually know what I was going to talk about. So I'm just going to talk about uh, what it means to believe in God. And he just pontificated for, I think, an hour and a half. And yeah, it's, it was uh, the, the best part of the night for me was the, the mingling afterwards. So it's when I first met David Hiscock of the, the XYZ. I think that's the first time I also met political posting mama. 
Uh, Mariki Rancy also met Bettina Arndt. She was, well, emceeing the event. But yes, uh, yes, it's, we don't need a, another talk fest. And as supposedly uh, this, uh, well, it's been, it's being promoted as, uh, yeah, the rights answer to the World Economic Forum. Isn't the thing, isn't uh, the way to counter your political opponents not to do the, the same thing as them? It's like I remember uh, Matthew Wong of Discernible, a, a had a show uh, with uh, Monica Schmidt called The People's Project, uh, so opposite of the project. And also, uh, if you call something the people's something, I automatically uh, automatically think of communism. So calling it a People's Project, that, uh, I never liked that name. That show only was on in 2020. And then Dave Pello, uh, he had a not Q&A program, which why would you base a show on that? Warfest Q&A on the ABC, uh, which is now hosted by uh, Patricia Carvelis, which of course, uh, Lady of Shalott, hello again. Uh, she uh, tr triggered Patricia Carvelis, the, the golden girl, or what is it, golden les of the, of the ABC. Uh, she was retweeted uh, by uh, Patricia Carvelis last week. I think I've I've still got the the tweet, the the tweet here. I'll just just bring it up. But yes, there was a. Uh, so I'll I'll bring it up bring it up again here in case you in case you missed it. Uh, so Patricia Carvelis uh, posted Daily Mail right story trolls target me for hours with vile stuff. My family's really proud of me. Thanks and Lady of Shalot. I tweet replied uh, to her, bet your lesbianism went, went down like a Zed Zeppelin in the Greek community. Parents must must be so proud. And notice you deleted uh, the tweet, Lady of Shalot. You sh shouldn't have done that, yeah, because that makes it look like that you've regretted your, your tweet. I mean, <laughs> you were subject to quite the massive pylon there. Uh, when when I saw that uh, saw that in the in the in the morning, I was like, "Wow! If you're my show got retweeted by Patricia Carvelis, uh, she's famous now." I know that uh, Dawn Browning, uh, another another regular viewer, also uh, went got famous in Rolling Stone magazine with uh, her ban the ADL cake uh, being featured. And uh, Lady of Shalott, she triggered Patricia Carvelis and her employers at the ABC so much uh, that uh, they released a statement in support in support of her. Uh, so uh, this was put by the ABC News Director, Justin Stevens. ABC journalist and presenter Patricia Carvelis is a fine, principled journalist and a courageous and generous human being. We're proud of uh, proud she works for the ABC and grateful for her hard work and huge contribution to the national public broadcaster and audience. It is disturbing, saddening and angering that Patricia should find herself the target of online trolling and abuse, much of it sexualized, homophobic and racist, just for speaking publicly about her life. For a major national media outlet, to compound that abuse by publicizing it and publishing personal photos to, to illustrate it is irresponsible and unjustified. That was referring to the Daily Mail article, which didn't mention Lady of Shalott's 
tweet, by the way, as the e-safety commissioner says that Julie M. Mam Grant, journalists are more likely to experience online abuse who are female from diverse racial or social backgrounds are younger, have a disability or identify as LGBTQ+. It can have a devastating professional and personal and personal impacts. It can lead to the silencing of journalists with some self-censoring, retreating from covering certain topics or leaving the industry. Media outlets should be combating dangerous online abuse and gender-based sexual bullying and standing in solidarity with peers experiencing not disingenuously serving to amplify it. Yes, shame on you, Lady of Shalott. And the ABC, they decided to, because they've already given her, uh, <laughs> as well as the the host of Radio National uh, Breakfast, which she actually took over from another ABC lesbian, Fran Kelly. Uh, she also hosts uh, uh, Patricia Carvelis with Fran Kelly, the Party Room podcast. So two <laughs> ABC lesbians have a podcast together. Uh, so, yeah, she's got uh, the radio uh, gig now four days a week and uh, the Party Room podcast. She's also the host of Q&A now. And on Sunday, they gave her the the in-studio guest hosting of Insiders because David Spears uh, was in China covering Anthony Albanese's visit. Uh, so uh, she was the, the in-studio host. So they're just giving her endless shows on the, the, the ABC now. And obviously her bias during the the voice referendum was the absolute worst. Her questions to Warren Mundine on the voice referendum night uh, were disgraceful. Lady of Shalott says her supporters are nuts. They're wishing me dead whilst wringing their hands about the state of Twitter. No self-awareness that they too are contributing to the very state on Twitter. I was gutted not to make the Daily Mail. Then she should have shut up about being a lesbian. Nobody actually cares what her private life is, uh, but a lot most journalists keep their private life private. I know that uh, some people thought that uh, her, I don't know, partner or or wife um, <laughs> looked looked like Eminem, uh, short haired blonde blonde lesbian. And during COVID, she thought it was romantic that they they rat tested each other. Uh, is apparently some kinky lesbian thing uh, that uh, they like to do. Pico's men says so. We can expect yet more hate speech legislation to come from this. So while the Allen Labor government uh, they have been working on expanding the Racial and Religious Tolerance Act. Uh, to cover sexuality, gender identity, age, disability, gender. Uh, they say they need to draft it properly. Uh, but uh, according to the Greens, uh, it's urgent uh, so that the opponents of drag queen story time uh, can be silenced. Uh, but uh, as Devere Abramovich, uh, he is not satisfied with the way the current Racial and Religious Tolerance Act is being enforced. Neither is uh, Jeremy Liebler. Uh, here they were both again featured on a Nine News report. Victoria Police has refuted claims by some Jewish community leaders they have been turning a blind eye to hate speech and offensive slogans. Police say they always enforce the law where it is appropriate, Amber Johnston explains. 
Displays like this have just been outlawed in Victoria, a move welcomed by many Jewish leaders, but some say more needs to be done. Anti-Semitism and neo-Nazism is spreading like wildfire throughout Melbourne and the Jewish community justifiably is on edge. The Zionist Federation of Australia has raised concerns about chants at rallies and pro-Palestine protests. They claim Victoria Police is failing to use an older law, the Racial Religious Tolerance Act, that states a person must not engage in conduct that incites hatred, serious contempt, revulsion or severe ridicule. In a statement, the Federation's president said we're concerned that authorities have not taken action. There there are laws which should be enforced, but the laws are toothless and can't serve as a deterrence if they're not enforced. Those chants do not meet the threshold for pursuing a charge under the Racial and Religious Tolerance Act. The Deputy Commissioner says police enforce the law when appropriate, but the offending doesn't always meet the requirements of the Act. We've recently put briefs of evidence toward, to the Director for a decision and we've had that come back that there is insufficient evidence. Victoria Police says it's always in conversation with the government in regards to legislation, confirming that the Racial and Religious Tolerance Act is currently under consideration for expansion. Devere Abramovich believes police are doing their best, but... They have to send a very clear message. Anybody who engages in anti-Semitism, white supremacism or dehumanising speech or conduct will be prosecuted. Amber Johnston, Nine News. Uh, Devere had a new one there. Anti-Semitism and neo-Nazism are spreading like wildfire. I'm not sure if he came up with an analogy uh, because it's pending a bushfire season though shouldn't he use the australian word it's spreading like bushfires wildfires is an american term terminology and now i i think i said uh last week on the theorist that uh devere i uh, didn't uh pick up and get triggered by my halloween costume last week which maybe uh, that's a sign that he's learning uh, to not to get uh, sucked in uh, to to people who directly mock him i mean obviously he's got his work cut out for him with these uh, these pro uh, palestine rallies uh, occurring every week and i've said previously that uh, uh, devere his his threshold for anti uh, displays of anti-semitism is very low so he got triggered by uh, by posters uh, in uh, the melbourne cbd of dead uh, gazan uh, children and it's this this is one of the things that annoys me about uh, this 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 uh, this war spilling over into our streets. So you have Muslims tearing down posters of uh, of the uh, Israeli hostages uh, being held by Hamas in Gaza, uh, but you have a, a Jewish some Jewish people who are offended uh, when there's there's signs and posters or, that say uh, dead Palestinian children killed by israel i mean monique ryan was criticized by some uh, jewish high school principal because she said that uh, she uh, didn't like all the uh, uh gazan civilians being being killed i i i aren't dead humans dead humans de like dead civilians dead civilians like shouldn't we have equality 
of outrage and mourning of dead dead civilians. No, you're not upset enough about uh, the, uh, the those who uh, were raped and burned by Hamas and taken hostage. You're not upset enough by uh, the dead Palestinian children. You're not calling out what Israel is doing. Uh, like you have these two hard lines here, the, 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 the extreme Zionist Israel supporters and the extreme Palestine supporters, which are made up of Muslims, Antifa, and uh, communists. And uh, De Vere, he's, uh, he also uh, <laughs> seems to believe that he's the arbiter of what uh, Jews uh, believe and uh, should be offended by. So he's spent uh, some of this week being uh, triggered and offended uh, by uh, his his fellow uh, Jews. Uh, so there was, I think it was the, the Jews against fascism uh, that, uh, uh, which is basically uh, for a long time has just been uh, dormant as, as Jews against Avi. And so there was uh, there was some of them outside uh, Richard Miles, the defence minister's office. Sorry, no, they weren't outside. They actually occupied his office. And so De Vere was like, not in my name. These are anti-Zionist, anti-Israel processors who chained themselves by the neck to a letter at defence minister Richard Miles' election office in Geelong. They arrested, pendi- released pending summons relation to trespassing. Now... According to the, the 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 civic nationalists, all identity politics is, is bad. But apparently, it's bad if Jewish people are critical of Israel or are anti-Zionist. There can be diversity of thought amongst Jewish population in in Western nations about Israel and Zionism. Uh, now, this was a, a the it goes for for two minutes uh footage of uh those two uh jews who uh chained themselves to a ladder outside richard richard marl's office my name's jem walsh i'm a jewish trans person living on unceded aboriginal land um i'm here today protesting alongside my jewish colleagues first nation colleagues people from all different backgrounds and our allies and we are taking a stand against the Labor Party's inaction on the genocide that is currently being perpetrated against Palestinian people. Shame. We are horrified at the complicit and explicit support that the ALP has given the Israeli government. They have supported this war uh, politically, they supported this war diplomatically, they support this war materially, and we are disgusted and horrified that this is our so-called representatives, and we say not in our name. Not in our, not name. In our name. My name is Naomi Hutnakoros. I'm an Ashkenazi Jewish person living on unceded Wurundjeri country, Wurundjeri country. I come from a lineage of. Yiddish storytellers, resistance fighters, and we're here at the office of Deputy Prime Minister and Minister for Defence, Richard Miles, who has, who has power and authority to intervene and stop this unfolding genocide from happening. 
the ALP, in partnership with the coalition, have supported and backed this war, this genocide, economically, militarily, diplomatically, and as Jews living here who are horrified and in grief, in mourning for all of our family everywhere around the world, in Palestine, in Israel, we say, how dare you weaponize our grief and our pain for this war, for this genocide that is murdering and killing thousands of people every week. We refuse. We refuse. Could I please speak directly to... And also another thing about uh, De Vere, only he is allowed to invoke the Holocaust. Uh, other people aren't allowed to invoke the Holocaust for other causes that he dis disagrees with. He got super offended uh, when unvaccinated uh, people uh, put a, a Jewish uh, yellow star on their chest, which said unvaccinated. He got really triggered. Uh, by that, saying how dare they invoke the Holocaust, but of course he's allowed to. Now, uh, Devere at the end of that uh, Channel 9 story, he said they should all be prosecuted. He got his wish with uh, Jacob Herzner. Uh, he hasn't been, I'm not, uh, he hasn't been formally charged, though Jacob full on expects to be charged. He was, uh, when he appeared with uh, Thomas Sewell on the Joel and Blair show, I said uh, that an interview at uh, West Melbourne Police Station, he just basically said no comments. And apparently they had 200 pages of evidence against him. What did they print out? His alleged Nazi salute outside the courthouse in every single angle uh, possible. Is that what it all was? Because that seems a bit excessive there. I mean, if Victoria Police, if they're closing uh, 43 uh, counters uh, in uh, during off-peak times uh, for frontline duties, is that a frontline duty, uh, printing out 200 pages of evidence to prosecute Jacob Hirschner for us? It's still a summary, summary offence. Uh, Lady of Shalott says, uh, Tash uh, uh, Peterson owned him over the egg holocaust business at Easter. She was great. Stayed on message and put Devere back in his, in his box. Yes, Tash Peterson is that radical vegan who got, managed to get banned from every restaurant in Perth. Uh, Devere was triggered that she said that this was an animal holocaust and she doubled down and said uh, and defended her statement. So uh, we will await uh, to see if Jacob Hershon is, is formally uh, charged. As I said last week, a, the legislation says that anything that resembles a Nazi salute in public and the fact that he said Hell Hitler while raising his arm uh, does not, uh, it does not uh, go well in uh, his favour uh, there. Now on to a crime, real crime report, not hand hand movement uh, movement crime. I'm not sure if you've seen 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 this uh, this meme. Uh, so uh, know your hand movements uh, down the bottom. Rest, pet dog, uh, pet children. Call taxi. Twelve months in prison. Call waiter. Though, have you seen the hail tram signs in Melbourne? Uh, that looks like, does that look like 
does that look like it could be a Nazi salute, the hail tram? And remember, hail, uh, uh, obviously that is one one word in hail Hitler. Uh, shouldn't it be stop tram? I remember there was a, a hail bus sign in Adelaide that got investigated because uh, somebody was triggered by the term hail and raising raising uh, raising your arm but as i was saying on to actual crimes and uh, the 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 beef wellington mushroom cook in lean gatha aaron patterson has been charged with uh, three counts of murder and five counts of attempted murder and so she's been photoshopped into this meme what's the charge cooking a meal a succulent mushroom meal uh, so her lean gatha uh, property was raided last thursday then she was taken to wonthaggy police station which is another town in south gippsland where she stayed over where she was held overnight then she uh, was at morwell the next day at the latrobe valley magistrates court so she was driven around all around south gippsland there and so uh, she uh, was remanded in custody uh, at uh, uh, to be held at the the Dame uh, Phyllis Frost uh, uh, Women's Correctional Centre in Ravenhall, and she's going to be there until May next year in her next court appearance, unless she applies for bail at the Supreme Court, because police apparently need twenty weeks uh, to uh, analyse her computer that they seized that day now we just assume since the deadly uh lunch on july the 29 uh where uh patterson's uh, uh in-laws don patterson gail patterson and her sister heather wilkinson all died after consuming her beef wellington and uh heather wilkinson's husband a ian wilkinson a baptist pastor he uh survived uh, so, you thought the police were just uh, quietly going on with the investigation. I would have thought they would have seized the computer uh, first opportunity that they got, not hang on to it. I mean, they were pretty quick in getting the getting uh, the the Fuji hydrator from the tip pretty quickly. Uh, that was allegedly used to cook uh, the 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 the. the or to blend the mushrooms to put into the beef Wellington. Now, four of the five attempted murder charges, I, I they relate to uh, uh, relate to four uh, four occasions where she's alleged to have attempted to murder her estranged husband Simon Patterson between November 2021 and July this year. Now, you're sort of thinking that if She's tried to kill kill him four times. Wouldn't he have warned his parents and aunt and uncle, hey, don't go for a meal at her place. She'll try and kill you. Or maybe because they're Christians, they wanted to engage in some sort of Christian forgiveness. Now, I've I, I, a lot of uh, Christian forgiveness, in my opinion, is ill-advised, and I'm not naming any names here, but uh, it's basically... Uh, well, in this occasion, uh, uh, Christian forgiveness got three and four of them killed. Uh, Ian Wilkinson, he's been discharged from hospital. Uh, ho we hope that he's uh, recovering in private. He was in a in a in a in a coma uh, for quite uh, uh, for most of that time. 
Iron Duke says, shocking that someone might have used Beef Wellington. Well, it's a perfect dish to, well, because it's a, it's a mushroom paste. And obviously, uh, I'm not sure if, uh, because we're I'm not sure if you've, how followed you, you've close, how followed you, you've, you've, how close you followed uh, how mushroom poisoning works. So the death cap mushroom, so you don't begin to feel sick from it until nine to 12 hours after. It's not like arsenic where the person dies like a couple of minutes after, like you sort of see in those movies. And so, uh, and it's tasteless as well. It's tasteless, but deadly. And so maybe her alleged plan was is, I'll poison them here and they get sick later and enough time will pass and they won't connect it to the meal uh, that I cooked, which if that was the case, she, she thought she was being really cunning there, which obviously made the, the connection there and that, and that there were mushrooms in the, the beef Wellington. Now she claims that she did get sick from the beef Wellington. Remember that she, she claims it was a, an, uh, an accident. Uh, she bought some from the local supermarket and an Asian grocer, even though uh, mushroom suppliers have said that it's impossible uh, for poisonous mushrooms uh, to, uh, to enter the mushroom supply. Dawn Browning says, hey, where's Dan eating tonight? Anyone know? Now, this has captivated the world, uh, this mushroom uh, case. I got international news alerts for it because it is so peculiar. Uh, poisoning family members with a mushroom dish, and we still don't know the motive. I mean, was it money or something else? And people are digging into Erin Patterson's past. She was once an air traffic uh, controller. Uh, for most of her recent life, she was a stay-at-home mother and edited the local newsletter. Uh, there was a, a another another meme that was going going around uh, that uh, friends have gathered around her started a GoFungi page. I mean, obviously, it's tragedy that these three uh, elderly people have have died. Uh, but this is how a lot of people cope with unexplained tragedy is through humor. Now on to, as, uh, a, a, from one alleged killer, a t a alleged a triple murderer to a convicted a triple murderer. Uh, so the Frankston a serial killer, uh, Paul Denyer, uh, Jacinta Allen, uh, she's decided to backflip on her predecessor, Dan Andrews' uh, refusal uh, to pass a Pacific law to keep the Frankston uh, serial killer, Paul Denyer, uh, behind bars for life. Uh, so he murdered Elith uh, Paul Denyer, Elizabeth Stevens, Debbie Freem, and Natalie Russell in Frankston in 1993. Uh, Natalie Russell was the girlfriend at the time of now libertarian Victorian MP, David Limbrick. So he's really championed uh, this at the parliament because that would be such a difficult thing for you to go through as a, as a, as a young person. Your girlfriend's like obviously teenagers in, in, in love, uh, you're very smitten at the time 
a serial killer uh murder her on the the way back from school just a, a horrific and obviously horrific uh for all the friends and family of those those women uh so a there will be a a specific law uh to keep him in jail uh so i jacinta allen has uh has justified this backflip on new advice from the Solicitor General. So there's already specific legislation to keep Hoddle Street killer Julian Knight and Russell Street bomber Craig Minogue in jail. And also the legislation uh, will uh, it will give the power of the adult parole board the power to declare restricted prisoners, meaning they are unable to apply for release between five and 10 years after serving the non-parole period of their sentence and and prisoners serving a life sentence will also be restricted from reapplying for parole after their application has been rejected because uh, Paul Denia uh, could uh, had first first uh, parole application rejected but you could just reapply constantly and at a that would put through uh, the families of uh, those uh, those murdered women through uh, more uh, trauma. And uh, you may uh, remember that 20 years ago, uh, Paul Denyer claimed that he was Paula Denyer and wanted to transition to become a woman. But this was 20 years ago, and the prison psychologist said, no, you're not really transgender. And so he went back to being Paul Denyer, though, if uh, if Paul Denia claimed he was Paula Denia now instead of 20 years ago, uh, would uh, the would the Victorian Labor government grant him his uh, request and put him in a, a women's prison? Would they put him in the Dame Phyllis Frost prison at Raven Hill? There, I mean, who knows? There are uh, there are men who are trans who are now transgender women in women prisons in Victoria. DML says, ah, Paula, that's why Dan didn't want to lock him up for longer. Well, that's a conspiracy theory that I had. Uh, maybe Dan Andrews believed that, oh, the reason why uh, he, she uh, killed those women because he was struggling with his own transgenderism and maybe uh, would have invited Paula Denia to read to school children at the, uh, at the drag queen story time. That's just a baseless conspiracy theory that that, that that I have there. And we also had uh, in other um, other legal news, uh, we had our high court rule uh, that uh, that uh, the when he was immigration minister, Peter Dutton, he uh, did, did not, uh, they ruled that the, the, the power that he had to uh, strip a convicted terrorist of uh, their Australian citizenship if they hold dual citizenship was unconstitutional. Uh, so this uh, disgusting, uh, unapologetic Islamic terrorist, Abdul Nasser Ben Brika, uh, who migrated to Australia in 1990 from Algeria, he was only on, supposed to be on a short term visitors visa but he managed to get his foot in the door and eventually use immigration tribunals uh to get australian citizenship he was arrested in i think it was 2005 2006 in an anti anti-terror raid and he was sentenced to 15 years in prison uh the coalition government passed laws allowing the immigration minister 
to to strip citizenship from uh, convicted terrorists who have dual citizenships. Uh, but the High Court said, "Oh, this violated the separation of powers. Only a only the uh, judiciary uh, can have this have this power." And uh, having faith in lefty judges uh, to strip a convicted uh, terrorist of their Australian uh, citizenship, I don't count on it. So there might be an attempt to uh, to redraft these laws. So he uh, his sentence has expired, uh, Ben Rika, but he is currently being kept in prison uh, by a order uh, via a control a detention order under anti-terror laws uh, that were gr- uh, so that was granted that uh, detention extension uh, by uh, the Victorian uh, Supreme Court. Uh, so uh, Benrique previously claimed in about 2014 he read the work of Islamic scholar that allowed him to put aside the pursuit of jihad in Australia, uh, but Victorian Supreme Court Judge Andrew Tinney described the change of heart as a fabrication. Uh, so let's hope that if we can't strip his citizenship, he is kept in jail for the rest rest of his life. He is a real scumbag, the lowest of the low. Now, we have made the global news in Australia, CNN, on a, a not just on the the the, the mushroom poisoning, uh, but uh, we've got a new domestic violence epidemic. So, well, this is actually out of date. It's six uh, six uh, domestic violence uh, deaths in in ten days. So, murder of six women in ten days, allegedly by men they knew. And so, according to uh, Adam Bant, uh, the leader of the the Greens. Uh, when he's not uh, posting stand with Gaza free Palestine rallies, which it looks like that all of Israel is Palestine there. Uh, Adam Bant is uh, is posting, I hope I've got it here. I've got too many, too many things here. Here it is here. Uh, so five women have been murdered in Australia in just 10 days. This violence epidemic must stop. Men must stop murdering women. Men must do far more to stamp out the sex and misogyny that breeds inequality and violence. And people in his uh, Twitter replies asked him the question, what is a woman? Because how can you address this crisis of violence and murder of women if you can't even uh, if you can't even define what a woman is and the most high profile a murder of a woman is uh, the, is that uh, 21 year old water polo uh, teacher lily james at the st andrews cathedral uh, school uh, so i don't know if you need to say alleged anymore because uh, paul uh, thyssen uh, who at 24, uh, another teacher at the school who they've been dating for five weeks. Uh, he uh, murdered her, uh, bashed her in the head with a, a hammer at the, the gym toilets. I then uh, called the police and then suicided off a cliff in Vaucluse there. Uh, and obviously 
two teachers at a school, uh, um, uh, like uh, one being killed in a murder and uh, uh, two dead in a murder suicide. That'd be horrific uh, for uh, the students. And uh, the principal of the school has uh, of the school, John Collier. Uh, he has is the uh, so he he has come under attack uh, for, uh, for calling Lily James suspected murderer an absolute delight and not a monster but he committed a monstrous act so he was previous he was previously the headmaster of the school he's now the head of all boys shore school in in north sydney and so his comments uh obviously a bit uh, being uh construed as uh as well uh, perpetual well not being uh sent what's it what's it being i should i should i should, I should go here that uh, uh so a here it goes here so sexual consent advocate uh chanel uh contos recently gave a national press club address about australian uh, domestic violence epidemic the idea that heath isson was a perfect role model of fine student does not mean it's an anomaly that he could murder somebody. She said there was a pervasive culture among private school boys that was being reinforced by the people around them. The whole point is that normal people uh, is that normal people do these crimes. And this is the the by these consent advocates, those proposing the respect for relationships program. Look, it was a, he he on the surface appeared as just a normal person. Like basically, the implication is that any any man uh, could be a potential murderer of his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend that's what they're implying there so even if you think that you have a you should base the implication is you should treat every man as a potential abuser there which is why many uh, men uh, what is it mengtao men going their own way because it's just too dangerous to have a relationship with a woman unless you get accused of sexual assault or or, or other or domestic violence offenses Obviously, you only need to look at uh, what's uh, happened to uh, to Bruce Learman. And obviously, a, like like I said, a, the problem for these third wave feminists now is that uh, they, they they have they can't now can't define what a woman is. So so how how do you how, how do you address the problem without addressing that uh, that basic fact although this is probably why they have gone on this strategy of basically through these the the aim of these respectful relationship programs is basically to neuter young children they say it's about breaking down gendered stereotypes and so it's actually how this gender fluid ideology is that you basically try you 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 make sure that the boys don't uh, don't behave like boys naturally doing the girls don't and so and it's really warped up in some of the nordic countries what is it they force boys to paint their nails and it's really messed up there and uh chris minns so the new south wales uh premier cringe minns as i call him 
uh, he announced that New South Wales will become the first state to have a dedicated women's safety commissioner. This role will help us in ambition to eliminate domestic, family and sexual violence. And again, I'd ask Chris Mins, what is a woman? Can you define what a woman is? And uh, Chris Mins, uh, he now he put the uh, uh, the treaty on the back burner. Uh, he said that it'd be after the 2027 election, though he's hiring executive director for Truth and Healing on a 339,000 a year salary, uh, so uh, which is being called a voice by stealth. Now, Chris Minns, he's currently undergoing a review of the uh, Sydney Metro West, claiming that it's too expensive. Well, I tell you what, if you can afford uh, the Sydney Metro West, if you uh, if you didn't hire this person, I mean, there's a pretty good racket gravy train if you can get this this salary. Um, all you have to be is well, one of the main qualifications is is to be uh, indigenous, and this is probably why Victoria is so so much in debt. I mean, we have the First Peoples Assembly, and Cringe Mins is on the the same path here. And so this is this is why uh, there there is uh, so much uh, state and federal government debt through these uh, these gravy train positions, identity politics uh, positions. I mean, we should get rid of the, the human rights commissioners who are all on federal human rights commissioners are all on about four hundred thousand thousand dollars. All right, now let's go over to the UK now, and uh, I noticed that another. Uh, uh, English British expat has joined us, 99 Iron Duke. And of course, uh, English men and women and have no, uh, no difficulty in uh, assimilating into Australia while they come here. The fact that, well, Australia is, well, they're, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not a, a racial minority in Australia like they are in their indigenous country. I, another uh, British expat who's now an Australian patriot, Gary Hume, uh, back where he is. I mean, uh, it's, it, he, he said where he is, uh, whites are, vast, are vastly becoming a minority. And the, the pro-Palestinian uh, protest, which uh, they're every weekend here in Melbourne and Sydney, they're every week in London, uh, and now the 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 those in the the intellectual dark web, uh, such as uh, Douglas Murray, he says. They should. He, he wants all the Hamas supporters are uh, supported. He sat down with the trigonometry dudes to, to to say this. Of course, he is just a a talker and a, a studio uh, boy, as uh, Katie Hopkins calls them. Uh, so he he's been uh, profusely uh, tweeting, and also on a media blitz he's on rita panahy's show every friday night where she fangirls over him he's the author of groundbreaking work i know that andrew bolt has another intellect i should call them intellectual dark web wankers basically brendan o'neill from spiked i don't think he's ever gotten out of the street either i don't think uh 
Constantine Cosson, I think he's one of the trigonometry guys, I'm probably mispronouncing it. Uh, so Douglas Murray tweeted, I'll, I'll try and do it in the voice. UK Hamas supporters now planning a million man months on Remembrance Day. They plan to defame our war dead and desecrate the Cenotaph itself. This is a tipping point. If such a march goes ahead, then the people of Britain must come out and stop these barbarians. How was my Douglas Murray impersonation there? He certainly speaks with a pompous voice. Yeah, my throat there impersonating uh, Douglas Murray. Oh yes, uh, c- certainly uh, Douglas Murray does a does love Israel as. And so does our, uh, does former uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. There he is with our former uh, Prime Minister, uh, Scott Morrison. And now Boris Johnson, he's uh, retired uh, from uh, the House of Commons now, though we're all still paying Scott Morrison's salary. He's still the member for Cook, so we paid for him to be over at the art conference and then stopped by Israel on the way back. What the hell is he wearing? He's got, was it, those cargo pants and some... Uh, some coat. I mean, people were joking, did Qantas lose his luggage again? And as a now, Lady of Shalott has uh, hit the nail on the head. Murray won't be the one getting arrested. Stay away from any event he urges you to attend. I've seen uh, Nick Griffin uh, and a lot of other uh, authentic uh, British nationalists say the same thing. That basically you'd be walking in uh, to a you'd be walking into basically a January six style trap. Uh, I mean, the Met Police would certainly arrest uh, counter protesters that that day. And of course, uh, Suella Braverman, uh, she uh, she is making her usual empty threats. I mean. <laughs> Like is uh, uh, so she she's called the the pro Palestinian uh, protests so far hate marches marches and she's uh, uh, vowed uh, that anyone vandalizing the center must be jailed faster than feet can touch the ground and which uh, I'm sure that uh, the pro Palestinian protesters are shaking in their boots. I mean, she like she is just full of empty threats. I mean, she hasn't sent a single single illegal boat migrant to Rwanda, but she's like, oh, I'm gonna get you all over this. You hate marchers. Yes, you're 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 gonna pay for what you what you've done. I mean, she is I I I didn't think anyone could be worse than Priti Patel as Home Secretary, uh, but she's managed to manage to do it. And uh, Rishi Sunak, uh, he put out a statement uh, uh, addressing, uh, because uh, Remembrance Day, uh, or uh, it's called Armistice Day, that's the actual uh, November the 11th, uh, which is also uh, Blair Cottrell's birthday, uh, by the way. Uh, so a uh, Armistice Day is the November of the 11th, and they have Remembrance Sunday, uh, uh, which is the, the the formal events on the day closest to November the 11th. Obviously in Australia, our big our big uh, Remembrance Day, Veterans Day is Anzac Day, but Armistice Day, Remembrance Sunday is huge in the UK, uh, and it's every everyone. Uh, who is on camera uh, wears a wears a, wears a poppy, 
and uh, I even the the Premier League observes it. I remember remember it's uh, Sunday uh, with uh, with it with a minute silence. So this is Rishi Sunak's uh, statement. To plan protests on Armistice Day is provocative and disrespectful, and there is a clear and present risk that the uh, Cenotaph and other war memorials could be desecrated, something that would be an affront to the British public and those that we stand for. The right to remember in peace and dignity those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice for freedoms must be protected. I have asked the Home Secretary to support the Met Police in doing everything necessary to protect the sanctity of Armistice Day and Remembrance Day. Now, Yes, I agree. It's incredibly distasteful to have a pro-Palestinian protest on that day, but I, I am a free speech, free assembly absolutist, and so I do believe that if they're peaceful, uh, they do have the right to uh, to protest there. Now, obviously, a with the with the weekly uh, pro-Palestinian uh, protests in London, it's now it's uh, some people say, oh, the uh, the invaders have conquered Britain. It's not an, not an invasion if you invite them in. I mean, all of these uh, all of these uh, pro-Palestine Muslim protesters they were all invited in, and so basically and it's been bipartisan a mass migration multiculturalism by the uh, uh by both the conservative and labor governments uh so a though given it, it, it is still interesting uh the the because the the organized uh by antifa communist a lot of these uh, pro palestine marches about they're mainly attended by Muslims, uh, Billboard Chris, uh, who was in London uh, for ARC, he has the, he's called Billboard Chris because he has the billboards against child gender transitions. Uh, some uh, Antifa LGBTQ activists uh, got, uh, they didn't know how to respond uh, to some uh, pro Palestine Muslims who don't like their. Uh, <laughs> their queer agenda. This guy is trying to propagate anti-LGBTQ, anti-LGBTQ propaganda. He's trying to tell children that they are not allowed to be trans. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Stop your man, bro. No, 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 no. You're a black male politician is a man, my boy. Stop talking. Stop talking. You can't do that. Yeah, you have to respect that. Three, but in religion, yeah. LGBTQ. But in some religion, yeah. some religion they accept that. But in our religion, you can't do that. So we, we don't um, agree with your faith. What religion are you? What religion? Identify yourself as something, my bro. What do you identify as? What do you identify as? Okay, 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 okay. Listen, listen, listen. Where are you from? I don't know if the Asian guy with the camera phone was uh, Andy No. Uh, so he was uh, there as well and uh, attended, uh, so uh avi yemeni's uh london uh, book launch uh so there is uh avi rakshan andy no ollie london billboard chris and rachel wong of women's forum australia she was there with uh, moira deeming 
in London. And uh, so it originally got cancelled by the Unheard Club, Arby's book launch. So they used another venue. I'm trying to say, I'm not sure if Unheard owned the restaurant or they had a booking at that restaurant, but uh, they, they, they cancelled. So this is what uh, Freddie Sayers of Unheard said. No, actually, we're not. This was a private booking of one of our spaces that came in via the restaurant and we weren't aware of it yesterday. So I don't know if Unheard booked a floor and so Arvi decided to book a table there for his book launch but it was interesting there Freddie says of Unheard which is another one of those intellectual dark web websites say so they uh, didn't want anything to do uh, with uh, Arvi Yemeni it seems. Also I uh, who uh, the intellectual dark web in uh, the the UK uh, they're banned from uh, GB news talk TV they certainly uh, <laughs> uh, weren't invited to the arc uh, Katie Hopkins and Tommy Robinson they are back on Twitter X they have been reinstated which is absolutely fantastic I know that uh, unity news network they allege that uh, well, uh, this is what they put out. It really is just amazing that both Katie and Tommy have been allowed back on Twitter, almost like there's an agenda at play. Still glad they are back and no one should be deplatformed for their political views. But Tommy Robinson wearing the Mossad shirt and Katie Hopkins wearing I Love Israel shirt, it didn't stop them getting cancelled. In fact, it was the Jewish Board of Deputies uh, which accelerated Katie Hopkins' cancellation when she made her uh, tweet after the Manchester, Manchester Arena uh, bombing that uh, uh, with regard to uh, mass Muslim migration, we need a, a final solution. Because she used those words, uh, the Jewish Board of Deputies in the UK demanded her sacking. That's when she was sacked from LBC. Katie Hopkins, uh, she's banned from Fox News, GB News, Talk TV. Uh, so a, that that hasn't saved them from being cancelled. If that's if that's if that's what they're implying, I mean they're pretty much as cancelled as Mark Collette or Nick Griffin, uh, basically. I mean Nigel Farage will will have nothing to do uh, with uh, Tommy or Katie. Of course, as you all know, uh, Katie Hopkins, uh, she was a guest on my show back in uh, 2020, one of the highlights of a, my uh, Wilmsfront episodes and also my time at the Unshackled. So, and uh, she is also absolutely hilarious. Uh, she's got a stand-up tour, Infectious, and her sketches, which have played many of them on the, uh, on the show, they're absolutely hilarious. Uh, Tommy Robinson, I have never uh, interviewed, uh, though he is, well, a best mates with Arvi and Ezra Levant, which would probably, um, <laughs> I don't think I would pass the, 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 the vetting for an interview. I wonder if uh, Tommy and Katie, uh, they will, uh, what, what, uh, They'll be, they'll post more frequently now that we're back, now that they're back on on Twitter X. It's certainly good to good to have them back. I mean, Tommy has been very quiet. Well, he has his family uh, to raise uh, as well, so you don't begrudge him that. Another uh, 
Arc-based dissident of the Arc is James Dillingpole. Arc is the new World Economic Forum. I thought this was obvious, but apparently some of our gang have fallen for the deception. It really, it, it really is very hard. All of these casualties we're taking. By the time we get to the end, there are not going to be many of us left, are there? It'll be like the final hours of days hunting when the field is thin from under. 20 to about five stores. So you'll be uh, pleased to hear James Dillingpole hasn't been sucked in uh, to uh, the ARC and neither has uh, David Ike, who, well, uh, he and Unity News are probably the, the best go-to places for British news. Uh, so here, uh, so, so Keir Starmer, uh, his, uh, his uh, path, to become British Prime Minister next at next year's general election, uh, ha, it could it, it's got a few uh, it, it, it's got a few uh, problems with it uh, because he is not supporting a Gaza ceasefire because Sir Keir Starmer wants to bury uh, the ghost of uh, Jeremy Corbyn and uh, the and his uh, pro-Palestinian uh, allies in the Labour Party. Uh, so there have been 11 Burnley councillors resigned from the Labour Party over his refusal to back a, a ceasefire. And a, so a lot of the uh, Muslims who were planning uh, to vote for Labour at next year's general election might not vote at all. Uh, this is why the, the Albanese Labour government, uh, they are also uh, trying to Try, uh, they are trying to uh, uh, be more, uh, they're not calling for a ceasefire but a humanitarian pause and uh, trying to be uh, as sympathetic as they can be to uh, the uh, civilians dying in Gaza and calling for aid uh, to uh, come in and also uh, the same things happening in the US with the Muslims in Michigan. Uh, they are vowing not to vote for Joe Biden in 2024, which is a swing state. Lady of Charlotte says, Dellingpole is always right. Dellingpole has denounced Topher Field. Topher is out. It was Topher Field. He was there with the Aussie Wire to cover the ARC, uh, which that would have been an expensive uh, trip. Uh, so uh Topher, uh, as I as 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 I said, uh, he he's comes from libertarian uh, background such as me. He won the uh the Libertarian of the Year Award in what was it 2022? Although in 2020, Claire Lehman of Quillette won the Libertarian of the Year Award, even though she supported the lockdowns, uh, didn't think that Australia's COVID regime was that bad, loved the uh vaccines as well. Uh, Claire Lehman also, uh, she was uh, uh, a big noting her guests at a Quillette Social in London with uh, Jordan Peterson. This is the whole thing. Like uh, these talk fests, I mean, they're, they're basically, uh, a lot of people want to go just to be in the in crowd, to be in the, the who's who. I mean, there's there was another, uh, another uh, talk fest going on, the Battle of Ideas, which uh, Andrew Doyle of uh, Free Speech Nation on GB News did a special at. That's where he interviewed Moira, Moira Deeming. He also plays Titana McGrath. I'm blocked by Andrew Doyle on Twitter. I don't know what I did wrong. Um, but 
Yeah, so this is the the battle of ideas. I mean, it seems like it's similar to that leftist uh, festival in Australia, festival of uh, dangerous ideas. And then, of course, there's the uh, the Oxford a are they Oxford debates or discussions? Because, uh, well, apparently Ben Shapiro he owned a pro Palestinian uh, Muslim uh, with 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 this historical argument. I'm not sure if you saw this. If based on the numbers, more Germans died than Brits in World War II, did that mean that British, the British were wrong in World War II? Because they did. Many more Germans died than Brits. Based I, on the numbers, did that mean that Britain was wrong in World War II? Britain wasn't bombing civilian, civilians. Yes, it was wrong what the, the British did, uh, uh, bombing and killing civilians excessively like they did in Dresden and, and Hamburg. There's that documentary, Hellstorm. Obviously, uh, they didn't, uh, they were, like uh, like the Israelis are accused of doing to the Palestinians in Gaza at the moment, collective punishment. Certainly, uh, the the Allies uh, collectively punished uh, the, uh, the 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 citizens of Nazi Germany uh, for well uh, their allegiance uh, to Hitler, and so uh, there was excessive bombing and civilian deaths in Dresden and Hamburg. And uh, remember all the uh, Germans that were expelled and ethnically cleansed after the the war uh, from Eastern Europe as well. Uh, so uh, Ben Shapiro uh, using that argument, well, the the British killed German civilians, so it's okay when we do it. That's not really, like in my opinion, like because there's an historical precedent for mass killing of civilians, um, that's that that's not a an argument for the present. Uh, Pete Guzman says I wasn't where I wasn't expecting a a yamaka. Uh, ben Shapiro always wears it because he wears a black one and his hair is uh, jet black. It blends in uh, to his hair there. Now I'm almost getting back to the end of the show. Uh, so I mentioned uh, the pro-Palestinian uh, protest in the, the United States. In fact, uh, there was a, I showed uh, the pro-Palestinian insurrection in the uh, in at the U.S. Capitol last week. This week, there was an insurrection outside the White House. Have I got the Have I got the footage here? I'm not sure if I've got the footage. No, I don't think I don't think I have the footage. Uh, but I've got the 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 article article here over at uh, Alex Jones's Infowars. Uh, so Ali Akbar fucked Joe Biden in rage. Pro Palestinians gather outside the White House. Uh, they rattled uh, the White House gates. Uh, so. Imagine if they were. Imagine if they were were MAGA Republicans. Another insurrection. Yeah, this just. Uh, and here, here they are scaling the fence here. So yes, I. Apparently, uh, that is not a threat to national security. But uh, when yeah, they, when MAGA Republicans are there, then that's super scary domestic terrorists. 
Uh, we need uh, the FBI to go and go and hunt them down. And now, also uh, Germany. Uh, so uh, their uh, their federal uh, government, uh, they have uh, announced a. Uh, their chancellor Olaf Schultz has, has announced plans to deport on a grand scale and CDU opposition leader Frederick Miltz has accused Berlin neighborhoods of not being adequately German as demanding new immigrants to Germany declare their allegiance to Israel left-wing German politician Sadra uh, uh, Sarah uh, Wagen uh, uh, Kench there shouldn't be any neighborhoods where natives are in the minority uh, so uh, jo uh, uh, Joachim Stamp from the Liberal Free Democratic Party has said that Germany must finally make progress on repatriation agreements with non-EU countries. Uh, the, the, the Green Party co-chaired Ricardo Lang said the government must act to avoid more and more people arriving. And the German uh, president, Frank Walter Steinmark, has warned Germany is at breaking point as 162,000 people applied for asylum in the country within the first half of the year. Even the widely respected former German president, Joachim Gauck, has criticized the current government and called for more radical solutions to curb the number of asylum seekers. So, I mean, if if that's what it takes uh, to uh, deport uh, uh, deport migrants from Germany, if they don't declare their allegiance to Israel, I'd, I'll take it. I mean, if that's if that's the tipping point, I'll take it. But the German police union says, no, this is... Uh, uh, this can't be done. Uh, so uh, the, uh, the, the head of the German uh, police uh, union has said uh, it would take more than 80 years to deport 50,000 people who are compulsory deportable to their home countries at the same time millions more would have arrived here. Where's the, 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 the German, uh, as some of the commenters said, where's the, where's the, the German efficiency there and well if we want to go back the clock uh, uh 80 plus years i mean uh nazi germany uh could certainly move more than 50,000 people across the european continent at any one time uh so i don't i don't see why why how the 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 german police union uh can claim uh that ca that can't be done i mean that just seems like a cop out or unless they're scared of the because the the Met Police are certainly scared of uh, the Muslim pal uh, pro Palestinian protesters there, and that's what I think's at play here. Now, in final news, uh, Sam Bankman Freed he has been found uh, guilty of a of a fraud and money laundering on all seven counts and could face over a hundred years in prison and uh he got a a very uh flattering a <laughs> uh court sketch uh so a drawing basically is i don't know zach efron uh basically there not uh, as the, the 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 fat short afro kid um i was trying to search uh whether uh somebody would claim that uh finding sam bankman free guilty now is uh inappropriate since there's so much uh anti-semitism at the moment but uh certainly i believe that he'll be sentenced to over a hundred years because he probably knows stuff i wonder if he'll be suicided uh in 
prison there because certainly remember he was all the besties of the clintons and uh uh cnbc uh what's his name uh jim kramer the uh, new new jp morgan uh so glad to see uh <laughs> good grief he'll play sam in the film i don't know maybe jonah goldberg i mean he oh he's a bit old now he used to have that sort of afro uh, afro uh when he was uh younger Yes. Uh, as soon as uh, you're nothing, uh, you've got no friends. I mean, I remember when uh, uh, Sam Destiari, Shanghai Sam, uh, was exposed. The Labour Party dropped him like that and he lost everything. He lost his marriage. He's inactive on social media now. He lost everything. I mean, when, uh, when you're no longer valuable, uh, you're cast aside. All right, gone well over time again. That's all now now remember if you don't want to don't want to uh send through super chats you can take out an unshackled membership at the unshackled.net slash membership bronze five dollars per month silver ten dollars per month gold twenty five dollars per month platinum fifty dollars per month so and also, I will see you all on The Theorist tomorrow night with Andy Nolch, 9 p.m. on The Theorist YouTube channel. I will uh, get the post The Theorist link into the chat. And uh, for once, uh, I am going to uh, explore some historical conspiracy theories. Uh, I'll give you a hint. I've been watching uh, The White House Plumbers, uh, that HBO show. And uh, who killed Howard E. Howard Hunt's wife, uh, Dorothy Hunt, in a mysterious plane accident? There, we'll discuss that tomorrow night. I'll see you there, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. More reports from Tiger Mountain uh, with Richard Wollstonecroft later in the week. And remember the unshackled.net, our unshackled productions archive, and also for our articles as well. I will see you all tomorrow night. In the meantime, it's really warm for cup day tomorrow. So if you're in Melbourne, make sure you stay cool. Uh, there is this thing called water. If you don't drink it, uh, you will feel dehydrated and could faint uh, from heat stroke. Uh, put some sunscreen on. Otherwise, you'll burn like a tomato. Slip, slop, slap. And uh, But most importantly, enjoy the good weather because it's about time we had some. I hope all you British expats, you like our summers now instead of, uh, what is it, uh, I, uh, England is, uh, Britain is more like Iceland sometimes, uh, pardon, the, pardon the pun there. Uh, so enjoy the summer. I'll be enjoying the sunshine tomorrow and I'll see you all uh, tomorrow night. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.